When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Canopy Group is an insurance agency that is unique by offering 16 carefully selected companies for home and auto insurance. Listen, this is the holiday season. Would you be satisfied if the only dessert you could have this year was fruitcake made by one person's fruitcake? Boy, that'd be terrible, wouldn't it? That's like having one agent representing one company as your insurance option. Meanwhile, your neighbor creates an exchange with 40 family members. They have a variety of desserts, fudge, cutouts, gingerbread, all that good stuff. The Canopy Group knows it is all about options. That's why their insurance agents offers these 16 companies. They have 40 licensed agents working behind the scenes to ensure you always have the best coverage at the best price. Remember, Canopy clients' average savings annually is over $800. This holiday season, don't get stuck with the fruitcake. Get options with the Canopy Group, 800-967-3389, or visit thecanopygroup.com. Always fun, crazy. It's painful, but it's Wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. Patrick Roycey, I have but one question. What does it say when you're able to lose to the Detroit Lions? Because we've talked for years about the Vikings coaches having busts built to them because Mike Tice came out on Twitter and actually said, how did they lose? Even I beat the Lions. <laughs> yes, never lost to them. 8-0. 8-0. Chile was 8-1. 16-1 wow. between them. Uh, I'll say one thing. We had the back end of that end zone protected beautifully on that last play, don't you think? That was, Darn that was right. Last, you, you, there's no chance you could complete a pass in the la- back two or three or four Mm-mm. yards of that end zone. Where, wa- where was Cameron Dantzler going? That's what I wanted. I think Zim's got the same question. Where was he going? And how about Zim's quote about, well, he had the fade coverage, but if the guy's not fading... Then you don't have to cover him, right? Right. You don't have to run over there if the guy stopped. Right. Right. And, uh, but it sounds like Xavier Woods maybe was supposed to be coming up and helping. But Zim said, well, I don't know who was who was supposed to have it. If you don't know who was supposed to have that coverage, who does? I'm not Zim? buying. He doesn't know. No, he knows. I think he was desperately trying not to go off. But the old Zim. See, the, the softer, lovable Zim who doesn't want the players to hate him because they think he might say help him save his job. 
I missed the old Zim yesterday because he would have leveled them by name. Oh, yeah. He would have named them, you know, named them yesterday, and he he, he kept it vague. Mm-hmm. And Zim, I got news for you. You might as well go direct now because it's over. Mm-hmm. In fact, <laughs> my contention, if they weren't playing Thursday, he's gone today. Oh, you think so? Short week. Okay. Short week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If they lose Thursday to Pittsburgh, and I don't think they will, because this they don't do that. They they go to the brink. They go to the brink. Then they come back. Then they go to the brink again. Uh, but if he loses Thursday, I bet he's done. That'd be interesting. I don't think well, I'd bother at this point. I don't think you would. But if you're Spielman, you want to get rid of him, and then you can go to Ziggy and. And the and the fellas and you if if you let it wait if you let it go to the I think if you let it go to the end of the season there's a hell of a lot better chance it's going to be a package deal if you're Spielman if right? I'm if I'm the Wolves and Rick comes to me and says hey if we lose on Thursday let's fire Mike on Friday okay. I tell I tell Rick no, we fire let's wait till the, the end. yeah <laughs> yeah let's but, wait till the end yeah yes because I'm going to fire both of them but it would be a strategy. For Spielman, yes, to try, to try to get rid of them yeah. next Friday if they lose, because because I don't think these two good. Nobody's joined at the hip with Spielman when it comes to job security. Spielman is a survivor, and I think he will. If it gets to the end of the year, you gotta and you try to hire a high, highfalutin coach, he might say, "Well, I I want you to do the." whole deal here let's i want to have more influence or something like that i don't but if they hire a coach it'll be a 38 year old it'll be the guy at dallas or somebody right kellen moore or yes, somebody like somebody that. like that yeah i'd blow them both out at this point i not, think I not right now but i'd no. wait i'd wait till we're done and then i'd blow them both out. and i think now the situation is if they limp into the playoffs because they might get their eight and nine yeah. In this division, the seventh if they limp into the playoffs, yeah. if they don't win a game, they got to win a game. I mean, they're in addition to getting there, they yeah. have to win a game. I think before I would consider keeping them. So you know, he had a good run. I mean, he had a long run, long run, decent. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. And both of them have done well, Spielman, not great, but well. Spielman has been. I mean, he was, uh, by 2000, when did he, he didn't become officially the GM till 12, but he was actually the GM in 11, right? Yeah, once, yes. once Chile left, yes. he was in charge. Correct. So he's, you know, he's had 11 years. Mm-hmm. You know? So, uh, yeah, I, I would, I would, yeah, blow him up. That's true. I, I, I'd say thank you very much. I bet they're not. As, what you I bet they're not as confident though. The Wolves in hiring a new G, uh, new vice president of football as they are just hiring a new coach because this is uh, considering their track record when they first started. This has been uh, quite a degree of patience displayed by them, but they got to be miffed. Oh God! About this operation. Yes, absolutely. What that whole Judd. Uh, in your many years of covering the Vikings, 
the way they defended that last drive in this game is one of the great mysteries of all time. What were they doing? And what you you got a terrible offensive line, and you've been putting pressure on this guy. And if you give him any pressure, he's going to screw up. What are you doing? Zimmer said that he didn't trust his coverage if yeah. he blitzed, but the only way to win was to blitz. Yes, and so I agree. He didn't trust his coverage, but uh, you know. You can't trust your – if you give a quarterback time, and even if there's six guys back there in the secondary, if you give a quarterback time, you can't trust it either. I don't know. You know what, Pat? Sometimes coaches lose a fastball. I yeah. think he's lost his fastball. Yeah, I heard uh, I heard you on YouTube yesterday. I just think yeah. he's lost his fastball. I really do. Yeah, I think he's distracted. I don't know what it is. He's 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 got other things in his life. I, I don't, don't know what he could have going he on. He's is, an older guy. Because he's not being Zim. No, he's not. He's at all. not being Zim. No, he's lost the fire. No, he's I not. I think being it's him. there. It's he has he has been a different guy on the sidelines. He looks confused. Yep, and much much less on top of it than he usually is, and he just he's. He looks like a depressed guy. Do you know what concerned me um, in the game on Sunday? He didn't look pissed. He looked sort of bewildered, but he didn't have the red face going that that he used to have. He didn't look mad. He looked just like, I don't know exactly what's going on here. Well, at least we know this. When the uh, If they had a Lady Bing trophy in football, <laughs> we'd have to give it to Kirk. Did you ever see a guy happier for a no-win team winning a game out there? To Detroit. He's out yeah. there, he's out there congratulating right. everybody he can get his hands on. What a great you know sportsman. What? what a great display of sportsmanship. My idea, the next quarterback, because golf's terrible, the next yeah. quarterback of the Detroit Kirk, Lions, yeah. Kirk goes home. They might take him. Kirk, but would he not be the ideal Lions QB? Oh, yes. Yeah, he would. He would. Once in a while, he, you know, he might win He'd win you games. some games. Yeah, they, and he do you would, think they wouldn't take he, seven you know, wins? And, and, and you know the teams he lost to would like him because he'd come over and congratulate <laughs> Congratulations. them. Congratulations! Uh, yeah, just uh, really hard a, fought. Really, uh, really a sportsman yesterday. Instead that. of trying to hide behind the other guys and slinking off the field like yes. he should have, he should have been racing out to. Congratulate various lions. Brady runs off a- after defeats as quickly as he can because yes. he's so ticked off. Kirk wants to come over and <laughs> hey, give everyone a hug. Yeah, look like look like we used to look at beer parties at the uh, pasture in Prior Lake sixty years ago. You know, hey, what the hell? Come here. You know, good to see you. <laughs> what the hell was that? I saw it. Yeah, what was that? Man alive! I could I couldn't believe it was. You know what? I couldn't believe you're ahead 20 to 6. And you do everything you can to lose. You just go into we got to lose mode. And then the guys on TV, when they went for it on fourth and one, that was a stupid play, are saying, boy, I wouldn't go for it here. Why not? You're 0 10 and 1. Why not go for it? Because you know? Jared Goff's your quarterback. Yes. And then they tried to pass. That was my favorite yeah, why thing. why did they run the ball? Because they they tr- they went for it on fourth down early, and, and they ran and they ran right in the middle of the line. Yeah. Or no, Jeez. Goff tried to sneak it through, but then he tried. He well, was, here's, here's what's amazing about losing this game. The Lions didn't have their running back. Yeah. Swift, who's yeah. been good. DeAndre Swift They got out. some guy, you know. The third, former Packer. 
third. Jamal oh, Williams. That's him. Okay. Yeah, that's I, the former Packer backup. God Almighty. Oh, they're they're terrible. Uh, well, the coach is just a dummy. He's over there calling plays. He don't know what the hell he's no. doing. You know. Did they fire Anthony Lynn or demote him? I think they just took the play calling away from him. Though. Well, if I get if I have the play, I quit. If I'm a former NFL coach, which means I have some money, right? Right. Yeah, I quit. I I would say you are going to call the play. I'm out of here. Why don't you go back to cheerleading and telling us we're going to eat bad conversations for breakfast? Or do I do I get my do I get my BSers mixed up here? That's uh, I don't know. He's, oh, uh, but he, but but um, Dan Campbell trying to manage the clock might be one of my favorite things to watch. <laughs> wow. He's calling time. You have no that, idea. What? And once in a while, I thought you had a ten-second runoff when you had a penalty when they had the the uh, too much time down there at the. You know, they got once again. Oh. They didn't get a playoff. They didn't. You know, that's twice they've done. Yeah, that. I don't know what the exact rule. A couple of weeks ago, I was watching them and they did that at the end of the game, and that one cost them ten. Or was no? That's when he tried to call a second timeout. Yes. Yeah. On Thanksgiving that, Day. And then he had a 10 second. Which is what off. Zim did, too. Yes. That that yeah. was a battle of two guys that don't know the rules. Mm-hmm. Both of them tried to call consecutive timeouts, which which my favorite part is the referees are supposed to ignore, but in both cases, they just threw yeah, a penalty but, flag. Well, they. And I saw that again with an assistant. Was that another Thursday night game? But the guy was so insistent. That the the ref tried to ignore him, but he was like, ah! you know, like this, and he finally said, "Okay, time out," and then they called the penalty. <laughs> unreal, unreal. But I I said this on uh, Twitter. I looked at Gessling's gamer today, like early this morning or maybe late last night, and it had seven hundred and twenty one comments. And I don't know how the business was on Ventline yesterday. Very good. But there is nothing better for the sports media business than embarrassing defeat by the local NFL team. Not if they're terrible, though. That wouldn't be the case with the Lions, you know. Right. No, I, I mean, got you. You have to be. You have to be continuing to have a modicum of hope. Yes. And then have your embarrassing defeat. When that's happened, I mean, Cameron Dantzler, uh, the local media all thanks you for the response that we were able to get here. You know, Gessling says he's usually got a couple hundred, 250 comments. But a Lions victory probably would have gotten 100 for a win. Oh, right? yeah, that would have been bo- boring. Yeah, yeah there's probably going to be a 1,000 before it's over. It's great. Oh. And Ventline is Ventline is now after you beat the Packers, yep. you get a big reaction, right? Yeah, but I believe Phil said that our two top episodes of the season, number one was the Cooper Rush loss, number two <laughs> was, was the Lions loss. Lions loss. Because to, to your point, the key is going to the brink. Yes, and then and then coming back, coming back, and going then back. going to the brink. Now, see, now you need a win. Yes. You need a win Thursday. We don't want all hope to be then, lost. Yes, no. You want you want the hope to still be there because if they get the five and eight, it ain't looking good. A first but, a first round playoff game in which you have a narrow, tough defeat would be really interesting. But it would have to be accompanied by a blunder. The defeat. It's always best when you have. You don't want to see them play 
It's not great when they play their hearts out in a narrow defeat as underdogs, right? It's got to be. We can't answer. It's got to be. We can't lose this game. Defeat. That's that's what it's the greatest. They are. Uh, oh, they. Uh, God, oh my. Yeah. Hey, my. I had one of my. Somebody texted me Sunday morning. You know, people getting. She. He was at the grocery store at at a grocery store. And the woman in front of him had a sharper 42 jersey on. And he said, should I tell her? Oh, no. <laughs> and I said, people that wear jerseys on a non-game day, just stay away from them. Don't say anything. Yep. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they could already be getting, they could have started getting tuned up last night. They're so, a different breed. Uh, yes, yeah, so don't, don't mess with them. But uh, I think. Somewhere on the home front, somebody's got to tell this lady that she might want to get a new jersey. I was going to say, just pivot to a different jersey. Yes, yeah, wear a jersey. And I'm sure she's not doing it because uh, she supports serial rapists. But uh, she probably just not aware that things didn't go well for Darren. Yeah, that's the one jersey that I think I'd stay away from now. Moss is fine. Oh, yeah, sure. Harvin's fine. Yeah, they're all fine. Sharper 42 might be a bad look. Funny. You don't see Harvard jerseys. Millions of Moss jerseys. Did Were there Harvard jerseys when he was playing great? They were at the time, yeah. 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 Yep. He was going to be the MVP one year, and then he quit playing. And then he, just, and he got, yeah. mad, he got mad, mad at Leslie, right? Got mad because he wanted, what, the, wanted the ball more often, well, or he, Leslie wanted him to practice on Wednesdays or something. He I couldn't know. stand. I, I think that <laughs> he got hurt, but there, he melted down in Seattle, too, because Ponder just stunk, and yeah. he knew it. Which which is sort of where Jefferson, I think, is at. But he's just a better kid. I ran across a tweet on Ponder from 2012 that I retweeted that he had a higher. He was this was after like three games. He had a higher passer rating. He was third in the league ahead of Brady and Rogers and Roethlisberger and all these guys. He was was that was that his first year as the QB. Um, he was drafted. He was drafted in what um, eleven or twelve. He he didn't play his first year, right? Or he didn't start his first. Or did he start halfway through the uh, year? Five games in, McNabb yeah, McNabb yeah. was stinking it up in yeah. Chicago. So this would have been year. his second. He must have been eleven. Twelve must have been his. Okay. This was early in the season. So. Okay. We were hopeful. We're always hopeful for about twenty minutes, right? God, was he bad? <laughs> And you know what? Trent Dilfer called it. To this day, when oh. they drafted him, Trent Dilfer, who who knows his stuff, ripped it. Ripped the pick. Ripped the pick. Said this is a terrible pick. And I thought, oh, that's a little harsh. 100% right. It is amazing how good some of these draft forecasts are. You know, some of these guys, like Treadwell, too slow. You know, yep. you read the stuff. Yep. Too slow. Can't get a won't. Won't be able to get away from people. You know, all he has is a big catch radius. And we're saying, oh, he's what they need, a good possession receiver. Right. And the those people were saying, mm, well, I think if you go back and look at the Troy Williamson stuff, they basically saying he hasn't caught enough balls for us to know if he can play, if he is a receiver or not, because Lou was running. The, wasn't Lou his coach or yeah. something? Yeah. At South and Carolina, he was, he was just running. A, they saw him at the combine. That's the whole reason why they yeah, they just they said he's so like fast. Crazy. Yeah, so he's so fast. They didn't ever think. I wonder if he can catch the football. 
<laughs> yeah. The damnedest they, thing. Well, I think he had like 17 catches or something because they ran lose, basically lose version of the op- of the option. So they never threw the ball. So, But Rick should have put Dilfer on retainer right after he, he let Ponder go. Because Dilfer called. I mean, that's the type of guy I want to tell me. This guy stinks. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yes, they should have. Because Rick Spielman cannot find a quarterback. A great loss to media commentary on uh, on football, Dilfer. I don't know what happened with him. Coach in high school now, right? Yeah. At a Christian high school. I think he got let go by ESPN, but yes, I thought he'd catch on somewhere else. When they were cutting back, but mm-hmm. I don't think he was ever prominent again. But I, he was my favorite football guy ever. He was fantastic. Oh, he was great on your show. He was, yeah, he was. I mean, all you had to do was, he came in prepared and he'd teach you football for 15 minutes. It was, it was fantastic. So, but uh, yeah, I think he is. He's, he was a, he was a very Christian fella. And I think maybe once he got going, but you know, he never ducked from the fact that he wasn't the main reason his team won the Super Bowl, too. He, <laughs> he, he was very self-aware of that yes, fact, wasn't yes. he? Yes, he was. That there was a little defense on that team? Mm-hmm. But I think I remember him telling me he was a better quarterback than Ponder. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> he did. He hated yeah. Ponder. Yeah. But he was, he was spot on. Thrower. Spot on on the entire thing. The most important thing... Is to be an accurate thrower. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, yes, to get the ball out in front of the receiver, where he's going to be. Yes, not where instead he's of going. where where he has been. I mean, where he's been. Yes, I've always said. I saw Phil Nelson down in Mankato. Loved him. Wisconsin was heartbroken that he was not going there because his dad had played there. Never looked at the idea that in high school you can your guys so far. You don't have to throw it in front of anybody. You just got to throw it to them. Right. right. Yeah. And he, you know, when he saw him with the Gophers, he threw it where the guy was had been. And he went down to East Carolina and had a good big numbers. When did that change, time. Pat? What, because because there, there was an era where you could throw it where they'd been and you were fine, right? Well, I think. Because the, these guys now are so pinpoint oh, accurate. It's incredible. They are And the receivers blessed. are great, too. You are blessed. To me, I've said that. All the big changes in football, nothing has changed more than the number of great catches that these guys will make for you. That almost routinely, I mean, we used to, Chris Carter used to dazzle us for catching the ball on the sideline. Now they turn around, you know, catch it over their heads when they're running out of bounds. And I mean, they do fantastic things for the most part. Jefferson is. Throw it in the general area. Did you see how upset he was when he tried, when he beat the guy going down the right sideline late in the game? And Chris and Kirk threw it out of bounds. Yes, <laughs> he, I don't blame him. He was going, what yeah, what's that? Yeah, because he's that good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He got him beat. He was going to run down to the ten yard line or something. Oh man, what a loss! Uh, now. I was talking today, and and somebody said this was predictable to lose to the Lions. No, it wasn't. We don't lose to the Lions. We lose to the Bears. Right. We don't lose to the Lions. Lions. Right. The Lions stink. The Lions are the reason that this has been a successful franchise. You take away the number of wins (laughs) they are over five hundred against the Lions, they're about a five twenty winning 
franchise instead of 550, you know. So. Mm-hmm. What's Zim against him? Zim lost a – Zim doesn't have a – Zim lost a – Zim got swept in the season series in like – Yes, was that early. Four, 15? No, 14. Who did they fire then? Jim Caldwell? Yes. Yeah, and Jim Caldwell turned out to be he was okay. great for they, them compared to the rest the, of their – the crazy defensive coordinator was okay. Patricia? Then he, then he went, no, 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 not him. The guy did. Was he the guy Caldwell replaced? What was the defensive guy they had that was younger? Look. No. Uh, oh, oh, Jim Schwartz. Yeah, Schwartz. Yeah, Jim, yeah. yeah, when Jim Schwartz, Jim Caldwell, Patricia. Schwartz's problem was he got him to 500 or Yes. Nine and seven or something. And Caldwell and, did too, right? And then they thought that they should have. Then they thought they were on the way, you know. They said, we need Tim Brewster. Yeah, <laughs> yes, right. Just like the Gophers did. We need a guy like Tim Brewster. That's true. That's true. Well, that said, very happy day in uh, Minnesota sports yesterday, getting Tony and Cott in yeah, the how about uh, that? Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, now uh, Rodney was on the committee, but he did not uh, was not able to make the trip to Orlando. COVID concerns, you know, the he didn't want to be flying. And and so Bert filled in for him because Bert's on that other committee, really? the old timers one. But Bert cast the votes. I think they consulted and, and huh. they, you know, the, Bert was basically the guy to, you know, cast. But so, he didn't have to convince me. You didn't have to convince Bert to vote for Tony so do you and ta- Jim Cott. So, so do they meet and discuss who to put in and then vote, or like how, I think how they does do. Work? I think there's presentations made, and yeah, they're uh, but they're so it's like I football think they're, a bit but more. they're basically most of them show up and they they've had to do their research, right? They've had their list of finalists yeah. and stuff. I would say so. It's uh, most they've ever put in though. Four. Mm-hmm. We have the of all everybody that went in yesterday. Obviously the. Prehistoric guys weren't going to be alive, but uh, we got the only two living uh, eighty-three twins. Uh, they're both eighty-three. Yeah, yeah, that's Cot great. Was, uh, yeah, Cot was, you know, he was like twenty when he broke in with yep. the Senators in fifty-nine, and and uh, Bert, you know, Dutchman just like Bert, you know, Michigan Dutchman just like Bert, and Bert's. Fantastic admirer of Jim Cott, and you know from being mentored by him when he first came to the big leagues. So there was no two guys I, who hated Calvin. I'm sure Bert that uh, well, yeah, Cal, Cott was just, but Cott had a more <laughs> Cott had a more humorous view of Calvin than 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 <laughs> Bert did. Bert Bert saw that there was money to be made in the game. Cott was fighting about. Three thousand dollars, you know. Yet Calvin, I mean, he he delights in telling. Bert does not delight in telling you stories about Calvin, you know, because he hated him. But Cot delights in the fact that sixty-five, they go to the World Series, and Calvin offers him a five thousand dollar cut, saying that. You know, he was 16 and 13 that year with about 260 innings or something and saying, yeah, we had a good year, but you didn't have a good year. You know, so he tried to cut him 5,000 and ended up giving him a $5,000 raise. The next year, he's 25 and 7. I think 24 and 7, 25 and 7. If there had been, it was the last year where there weren't two Cy Youngs. Okay. 
I mean, it was the last year of one Cy Young, right. and he lost to Koufax, 66. But he would have won it if, if not. And Calvin offered him a $5,000 cut saying it's a it's an individual game. It's not a team game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he said the opposite of what he said the other oh, the other year. But, uh, you know, back then they're, you know, fighting to get 30 grand. You know, right. So. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's great. I Reavers tweeted this out, and he's right. We had him on. I think we had Jim on for five years. Could not be stumped. You could not bring up anything in baseball that had occurred, that was occurring, that he didn't have three great stories for to, and very seldom repeated stories. You know. Wow. Yeah, he was. He should be a Ford Frick Award. That's what I was going to say. I think he's as much or oh, more yeah. so. Yes. His broadcasting career is Interesting great. twist is, and I, I like it, but it's an interesting twist. Uh, Tony is being rewarded for eight great years, right? Yes. Before he got hurt. Yep. And Cott's being rewarded for 24 Longevity. years of service, you know, being really good for a yes. lot of that and being a horse, but... But he's high on the starter list all time, even though the last five, six years he was a reliever, you know? Remember that, David? The quick pitch uh-huh. reliever. and 83 he retired, right? Yeah. Well, he popped his elbow in 67. And that last weekend in Boston, he'd been pitching fantastic. The Twins probably would have went to that World Series, but he popped his elbow. And that basically was a ligament. And he said that... Uh, he said that if it would have been modern times, he would have had Tommy John surgery and missed a year. But he just rehabbed the hell out of it, figured out a different way to pitch. And then later on, when he kind of lost his effectiveness and Calvin let him go here, he, that's when he became the quick pitcher. He, he would he'd get the ball back and be ready to throw. He'd give the guy about five seconds in the batter's box. God bless him for he'd that. Be, he'd be the guy really? we all love. Yeah, Interesting. He quick pitched. Yeah, he always... He was always scheming some way to keep going. Well, he was he was with the Cardinals in 82, right? Yes. Against the Brewers Yeah, in the bullpen. Yeah, he was still yeah, hanging on. Yeah, I think he on. pitched into 83 yeah. before he retired. Unbelievable. Yep. And, yeah. Tony, and Tony, that's fantastic, too. Yeah. That's a great. Is. He was so, uh, I'm sure, I haven't talked to him yet. I gave him, a, I was, I'm going to give him a call tonight. But uh, he was, uh, he had to be just absolutely, you know, because he, he was kind of saying publicly that you know, it's, you know, I I'd love to make it, but I got a statue already, and you know, stuff like that. And he had a great quote from with Phil. He said, uh, "I'm happy to be alive. I'd rather be alive than in the Hall of Fame." But deep in his heart, he wanted it bad because about a year ago, he said to me, "He says this is my last chance. What what can we do?" You know, basically was saying, "Can you?" Right. You know, do you have any, you know, it was like. You pull some strings, you know, yeah. But it's uh, great. You got two guys alive. Beat a lot of Minnesotans there. That's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, we'll have a, it's in the end of June. Hopefully they'll have a live one this year so everybody can go, you know. The two twins I really wish I could have seen play would have been Harmon one and Tony two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Harmon when he was at his prime were, was, uh, you know, that was, uh Tony, what's amazing is the 70 team, uh, which got swept by the Orioles, who won 108 or 9 that year. They were great, but the Twins were great, too. 
They were twins won ninety nine, I think, or ninety eight. But uh, uh, five Hall of Famers now. Bert was a rookie. Mm-hmm. Cot, you know, Harmon, Tony, and uh, Rodney. That's, yeah, uh, that's a pretty good team. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> that was a hell of a team, and uh, they they got swept both years by the Blyleven wasn't there yet, but they got swept both years. But they, you know, seventy. You had Cott, Bly Levin, and Jim Perry was the Cy Young Award winner. That was, uh, mm-hmm. that was. I mean, you look back at the pitching then now, compared to now, it was better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you didn't you have started, openers, first of all. You started, uh, the, uh, is it 67? I keep bringing up the year that they had uh, nine, pitch, eight pitchers. Who pitched all but uh, seventy three innings? I, <laughs> Rocco would not approve of no, that season. No, Rocco would be he very would down on that a, idea. He would have to get him off his feet. Get them off his feet. By the way, your question to Buxton. Buxton. May may I just say I appreciated your efforts in trying to elicit a response from a guy who now has heavy incentive to play baseball. Yes, yes, I tried when you to said get that it. your boss is going to be very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, are you going to? How uncomfortable get did did uh, uh, Falvey get at the front table as you? I don't think Buck understood the question. No, but I'm saying I I would guess that that I, Falvey I saw would have got any kind of squirmed, grim, <laughs> but. You know, I said, you, you think you're going to have to get a neutral arbitrator to yes. decide whether you're going to... That's That was my mistake. I should have just said, Rocco doesn't like to play anybody more than three days in a row. Are you going to try to change that this year? Right. I'm sure Somebody his agent gave me this inside, gave me the thing that I told you last week. Kepler had like his three best days of the season. He was in his one two-week hot streak that he had. He had his, and he had three really good days, and he wasn't in the lineup the next day. And, and somebody said, he says, well, you know, he's played three days in a row. It's incredible. <laughs> I know. It's baseball. I know. I know. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's just, I, I like the guy, but there's, there's a. But is this him? I think it's based, well, yeah, most of it, I think. So it's, this isn't. If he wants to play guys, he can play them. I think it's him being hurt so much in his career, and he played. You know, he was when he started off, he was playing 150 games a year, right. and he probably looks back and said, "Boy, if I'd rested more, I wouldn't." And have he retired because of a strange foot situation, illness, he had a right? Bad foot. He had a bad. Oh, foot. I thought he had an officially had something to do with a foot. I, I thought he had an officially termed. Um, uh, maybe it was. I can't remember. Thing he, had, that, he had a foot that didn't work that chased something. him out. But it is. I mean, yeah. When, when <laughs> three days in a row. It's too much. Yes, yes. I'm going to take a swig of pop. All right. What's with uh, Jeremy Shap's hair now? He's really gone cool. I, I think he's. I think he's losing it, and I think he's trying to uh, to comb it back. To you know what's amazing? Cover up as much as possible. Minnie Minosa getting in, and that boy did that ground swells happen in a hurry. He wasn't even hardly considered. Really. I mean, he played. And Dick all, Allen didn't get in. No, Dick Allen didn't get in. I suppose they figure they'll get him next time. But uh, yeah, he's dead. So. I thought he was the one that everybody's yeah thought was a cinch. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. But you got this committee, and you know, Dick had his uh, drug problems and other stuff. But there's no doubt about the numbers. 
The war crowd is very upset that Dick didn't get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I saw, was it Passons? Somebody lashed out on Twitter about Dick not being. Mm-hmm. Well, quite a few people voted did. in. I saw, I saw at least one or two where but somebody I was upset. But I think that their theory was that, you know, Minnie's last chance for Minnie, last chance for Tony. Cott was surprised that he made it, but uh, I don't know. It was... Uh, and they could you could vote for five, and I think only somebody told me only only six guys got votes or something. It was like you mm-hmm. know the very top. Usually the votes are spread out more than they were this time or something. And I think Dick Allen, if I saw this right, fell only one, one vote short. short. Yeah. yeah, he'll make Eleven. it next time. Yeah, he'll make it. But that's five years now. Tony was. It was supposed to be a three-year thing in 2014 when he missed by him and he missed by one cop, missed by two, and then they changed it because they had all these different committees. They made more committees and met less, so they've changed it to five years, and then five years starting in 2015. So they made it 2020, and then because of COVID, they didn't vote. They so it's so it was seven years, and this was a this was his last shot, you know. But I uh, I did talk to Rodney last night and uh, and he was uh, very happy. Mm-hmm. I wrote a thing uh, on uh, for this morning that for put online about um, what a thrill it was to watch Tony as a kid, you know. And but Rodney, as a roommate, you know, eleven year roommate with uh, Tony, told me that um, one of his first tasks when they got back to the room every night was to go get the ice. Oh, for the need. Go get the ice. And he said, said, I spent a lot of nights listening to him moan and groan and even cry. His oh. knee was in so much pain, you know. And that but happened he played in, the next day. In uh, what season? Well, he had had some knee problems, but it happened in 1971. Uh-huh. Only before the DH, they had moved the mound down to 10 feet. But pitchers were still pretty dominant. He was hitting 375 late in June, and uh, he was leading the league. I looked it up once, like by 51 points or something, and probably his greatest year. And he dived for a ball in right field in the Oakland Coliseum and landed on a sprinkler head and ruined the knee. He limped. Wow. He, he missed about the next month. He played about three games. Then he came back and played the rest of the season. Basically on one leg and limped to the batting title, 332 or something he ended up. That was his last batting title. But the next year, he only played 10 games. He, they redid the whole Daco failing. You know, there was no arthroscopic. Right, you had to go in. He did, they, he redid the whole knee, tried to do this, do that. The next year, he couldn't play. And he was done if they didn't get the – if the DH didn't come in, he was done. But one of his most amazing years is 73, one leg – he hit 273 and knocked in 90, 92 runs. And if he hit a double, it was not a double. He basically had to, he had to run around the bases one at a time. But 65, 64, he breaks in. Not only did he win the batting title, he led the league in run scored doubles, uh, doubles, total bases, uh, and one other category. I mean, he, he led him in, in everything. He had 
He had 84 extra base hits that year, 32 home runs, nine triples, and 43 doubles. Oh. In a, and this is when 323 wins the batting title. So the pitchers, we were starting to see the, the beginning of the pitcher domination mm-hmm. because th- three years later, 68 was the year of the pitcher, you know, when Gibson had the 1 1 2 ERA and. Somewhere in there, Yaz won the batting title at three hundred one, yep. uh, sixty-seven, maybe. So, yep. So, I mean, he was those numbers. You look back and now, and you go, oh, yeah. But you know, for the era, you know, the, the way pitching was starting to take over was yep. uh, was pretty so fantastic. In in sixty four, despite all of that success, he finished fourth in AL MVP. Uh, well, and, and 65... Robinson, Mantle, and Elston Howard. Yeah, that's not a bad crew. Nope. 65, Twins win, and Zarlo plays really good against the Yankees, and, and, and Zarlo was good, and he had big numbers, but he hit 260 or something. And he was voted the MVP because that was when the baseball writer, well, he's the you know the hidden thing. But Tony was the Sporting News Player of the Year, and the Sporting News was right. Tony should have been the MVP in 65, not Zoilo. Really? But Tony would never say that because he and Zoilo were like the right. tight, tightest guys that could ever be. So Right. But Tony. I hit, didn't realize he, he. Tony hit 321 and Zoilo hit 261 or 260, something like that. I don't know. Look up Zoilo 65. Zoilo. 260, he 261. Hit 273. Oh, did he? Okay. I thought it was low. Oliva right. finished second to him, though, yes. and hit 321. That's pretty good when you have the, uh, you know, the the two top two guys. You have the yeah. top two finishers in the MVP race, and neither of them is Harmon Killebrew. Of course, Harmon got hurt that year and missed two months. Yep. That's incredible. Yeah. But uh, anyway. I was uh, really happy because he is, and I can say this, a lot of people say it, but uh, he's my favorite all-time player and also my favorite all-time guy to deal with and uh, just to BS with. And uh, and uh, people have been sending out pictures that they had taken with them, and there's, there's 75,000 Twins fans who have a picture taken, <laughs> with, Tony with, taken with Tony, you know. <laughs> Down in Fort Myers, that basically is his job became yeah. walking around and getting stopped and having pictures take people take pictures with him. Good he's for a, him. Yeah, he's a really he's a really good guy. So, how about uh, I don't think Coach Fleck was treated with proper respect with his bowl game. He got passed you? over by what three or four three, of them? Yeah, right. Three of them at least. Yeah, we couldn't even get out back music. passed on us because we're too recent. We couldn't even get Pinch the music. We couldn't even get the Music City I know. bowl for God's sake. We used to be their favorite. <laughs> yes, right. What happened? Yes, in fact, I always said Chip was going to be entered in the. Music City Hall of Fame, Media Hall of Fame, Media. Oh, he loved going there, yeah, going right. home. Going home, yes. We couldn't even, and everybody says, well, Purdue's only five hours away. Yeah, but it's still Purdue, you know, so. I know, but they got passed over by the pinstripe bowl, Pat. And. Uh, We've never been to the pinstripe bowl. Uh, apparently, Vegas wanted to get those beer-drinking Wisconsin people out there instead it, of us, huh? That's very smart of them. Yes. But I don't, you know, I don't think there's a hell of a lot of difference on how many people are going to show up to watch the Badgers and how many people are going to show up to watch the Gophers in in Vegas. We might have sent more than, yeah. you know, they're 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 not thrilled with this team in in uh, 
in uh, yeah, but they might Madis- just go out for the trip. Yeah, they might, but the you but know, the golfers do travel well. Everything well, so. is so gall flying is so damn expensive now, though. It's not like you're going to go out and get on the hundred and eighty dollar weekend flight this to uh, to Vegas like you used to. Man, it's uh, flying prices are incredible, and but Phoenix, you know. They can call this the guaranteed rate bowl, but we know it's the insight bowl that got Coach Mace fired, right? Why did it get moved to the Diamondback Stadium? Do we know? Because I don't know. They're just trying maybe. Which isn't even a football stadium. No, they maybe just didn't want to have it. Maybe they can sell more suites at Sun Devil Stadium or more of this force. I mean, maybe they can. I I don't know why. Yeah. I have no idea. Yes, it's the same bowl. Yes, it is. Where it caused poor, the downfall of poor Mace got fired for uh, just because they uh, blew a little thirty point lead or whatever it was. Thirty five was it? what? What was it? Thirty five to seven at halftime. Mike Leach's team, right? But you know what? You know what actually got old uh, Mace fired, don't you? What's that? He uh, there was a rah rah gathering of alums. And uh, Brunix, I actually got a letter from a email from Brunix. I'll have to have maybe confirm this story with him, but it's too good a story to confirm. <laughs> yeah, but, don't ruin it. No, don't ruin it by having some guy deny it. Yeah, but, no, uh, that never happened. But Mace showed up at this rah rah thing like two days earlier, and they had a bunch of alum there, and and uh, he basically was bitter. And ripped every, you know, you know, talked about the need for this and the need for that. Whatever, whatever he did, irritated Brunix and Maturi. And then they were on the plane back after kicking the lead away on the private plane back coming home. And at night, and let's get rid of him. They just signed him. I know. Him. I remember. They he just, had a four-year. Yes. He just got a, he just. Had, he had three more years to go. That's why he looked safe. Him. Huh? At that yes. time, we all thought he was safe because of that contract extension. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they fired. They decided. And then they conducted their national search. Yeah. And they should have stuck with Mason. I wrote a column. I called up Tom Lemming, the recruiting guy, the night of the, this hiring when the news popped. And Lemmings, ah, this guy's great. He's, he's one of the top two recruits or careers in the country. The other was the African-American fella who ended up getting popped for illegal. I can't remember. He was somewhere in the South. He became a head coach at Oklahoma or Oklahoma You mean Charlie State? Strong? No, 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 no. Because he, he was no, a guy they considered. Guy. He became a head coach someplace. At one point. He didn't last long. Uh-huh. But he was a great recruiter. Apparently, for the same reason Brewster was, that, you know, you come here and you'll be able to go get a hamburger if you want to, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, but he, I wrote a column saying, hey, Tom Lemming says this guy can recruit, blah, blah, blah. And it was okay. I, I wrote, you know, give him a chance. Then I went to a this press conference at the McNamara Alumni Center and I said, I ain't giving this raving idiot a chance, and I ripped the hell out of him for the next day. I didn't give him, I didn't give him as long as I gave PJ, you know. So, and uh, boy, were they 
They were on me hard when he was seven and one his second year, man. They all these Gopher fans now that knew he was a phony. Yep. That knew all along he was a failure. Yep. They were all on the bandwagon. His second year he was seven and one. This this is what I the same thing is what I keep telling Mackie about the Kirk fans. I said, just wait till he's gone. Because all of these people that love Kirk right now will oh, say, ah, we never thought he was that good. No, we, we won't. No. Because that's what they do. You know, they have the advantage of changing their minds, too. And Because who's going to go back through Gopher Hole right. eight years and see, you know, who was supporting Tim Brewster, right? The people who were sending all the stuff in it about how great Brewster was. And we got to get him signed to an extension and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but we used to be able to do the same thing mm-hmm. before this damn internet came yeah. along. You know, as, as said, so yeah. there's a lot of stuff on the internet, yes, including what you've written in the past. Mm-hmm. If somebody wants to go find it, somebody wants to go find it's it. It's not that hard. No, not now. Back in the day, the guy had yep. to go to the public library. To call you a and, liar and put it in, and put that damn microfiche in the yes, thing. Yes, right. And oh, yeah. Squint and like yeah, uh, right. page. Yeah, yeah. What they, you could deny everything yep. back then. Yep. But, uh, the I used to that say took some work. Somebody told me this, and they were right. They said, you know, newspaper. Do we know if she's uh, hurt or not? We, what, what no, that does that didn't look good though. Non-contact for Paige, Paige Beckers. But I used to say they're like waves on yep. the ocean. They go up. They go out. Nobody, you know, yep. you can change your mind Not a week anymore. later. You can change your mind a week Not later. Not anymore. Hey, how's the, how's Kill? You, you talked to Jerry Kill. He was, uh, he's pretty good, but he was, I thought he was very candid in the interview. He said, I'm not the same guy I was in Minnesota. I haven't been the same since I left Minnesota, meaning, you know, he just hasn't, He's he's been a nomad. He was always on the ascent, and then he, yeah. he's kind of been this wandering guy, and how come Mexico State? Because they're the only place that hire me. Nobody else wanted me. But does he want? Does he really want to do this again? Well, the guy talked him into it. Muccio, Muccio. I, just, I mean, he had. Muccio, I feel for him. But. Muccio had been his AD when he coached at Southern Illinois. Yeah, and he tried to hire him. And I guess if the pressure's low, I mean, I, don't I know. told you, I contacted Tray, Tracy and said, "Are you going?" They could look at Las Cruces, and he said. No, that's too deep of a hole for me, he said. But I wish him the best of luck. Mm. So they he's hired a mm. – he's got some guy named Tim Beck who was with him at Pittsburgh State 30 years ago and has been all around D2 and been all around. He hired him as an assistant head coach and trusts him a lot, and he, that guy's helping him put the staff together. And But it's a hopeless job. I mean, you're – you're they're they, – they're, this guy who just got fired was, I think he won 20 games in 10 years or something. You know, Doug Martin. Yeah. He was here. He, one of them was beating Jerry. He beat, yeah, he beat Jerry, Jerry the here. first home game here. But, Jerry uh, coach. Yeah, and Jerry had the Caesar. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is funny how, I mean, Gopher fans are incredible. They're mad because I wrote a column about Jerry Kill. Even though there was no shots Taken at the current guy in there. I asked him about it. He said, I don't want to get into that. I got big enough problems here. So there was no shots, but they don't think, they apparently don't think the guy that was your coach for five years 
and had been given an extension worth $8 million and walked away from it. They apparently don't think that's a story, that somebody should talk to him from our paper and get some quotes from him. Because we, we had a we had the wires, you know, the stuff that he said at his press conference. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, I don't know. I thought getting him on the phone and getting him candid for a half hour was pretty damn good. You know, but they're, ah, you guys are obsessed with Jerry Kill. No, we're not. It's a story, you you uh, non-journalist, yeah. you, you non-journalist. Happy holidays. Yes, yes. But uh, oh. I think, yeah, I I would guess it's not long-term. He says, well, we had to go into a conference. They're going to Conference USA, which is basically blowing up. Florida, Internet, they got teams all over the country, you know, in mm-hmm. that. And and most of the, the Texas schools left and went someplace else. They big, Some of them in the Big 12 and some of them. I just thought after he left here with everything health-wise that, that an administrative job was perfect for him. He hated you know. it. He told me he hated it. Did you see that quote? From yeah. Him? No, I did. It. But I mean, still. He's addicted. Yeah. He's I mean, addicted that's a... to be a coach. Whew. And, you know, the good, good thing about him. him is it's a bad job. They're going to lose a lot. But he's not going to. He, he was very vulnerable to criticism. You know, he was oh, a yeah. sen- sensitive guy. Yeah. This guy's so sensitive is... in a different way. Mm-hmm. This yep. guy's sensitive in a different way. Jerry was out front with his sensitivity. And and uh, yeah, there won't be any of that down there. You know, I mean, you think the Las Cruces newspaper is going to get on him? I don't even know if they Jerry, have one. Jerry got upset about a question asked by Chris Long from downstairs, yes. who's the nicest guy, and asked a very innocuous question. Mm-hmm. Well, and he said, "I guess I can't coach or something." I heard, yeah, that was the what? one. I guess that was Come after on. they damn near didn't beat Kent State. Yeah, that was it. But I, Chip, I was <laughs> Jerry is a fantastic user of the F-bomb in a casual conversation. Burnsy well, like. You share Burnsy that with those like. guys. Huh? I mean, you're pretty good at your show. I'm very good. I'm very you're, good. You, you weave but it Burnsy in is, like Vin Scully. Burnsy. Jerry can really, when you're just talking to him at 8.30 in the morning on, uh, for a half hour, it's a he's an F-bomb machine, but not. It's it's just part of the conversation. It's sure, just yeah, I gotcha. it's just the adverb. It's not yeah. it's not this bleeping guy and that bleeping. It's transitional. Guy. Yeah, it is. It is like Ted Williams was like, I'm the best. He'd use it in the middle of words, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I said that to Chip. I said, boy, he's I'd forgotten what a master of the f bomb he is, and he says. I got that one day. I wrote something, and I was the mf'er of all time. That he, because uh, Chip was the beat guy briefly there, right? Or no, maybe he was a columnist. He was a columnist. Some I bet. column he yeah. wrote. He ran into him, and Jerry really let him have it. Really? So. Well, yeah, you're right. He's not going to take that criticism there. No, no, that's uh, and it's not like we're particularly harsh, by the way. I had a fine time at the volleyball match Saturday night. A yeah. very rousing victory over Stanford. Uh, Stephanie Samady's last ever home game. Uh, she'll be a, a instant Hall of Famer for, with the Gophers. And uh, two-time, she'll be a four-time first-team All-American because she got the extra COVID year. And she'll two-time 
Big Ten Player of the Year in one year, twice, because last spring and then this time. Yeah, that's remarkable. But there's a couple other kids over there, really. I mean, this they got this Jenna Wenis, who's... He must be a great coach. Really true. Oh, he is. And he's, a, he's the coolest guy in the world, too, man. He doesn't... You know, I, I said this earlier. You know what he has going for him? He knows he's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he knows Nothing wrong with that. Some, you know, the rest of us... Hope we're good. Yep. Try to convince ourselves we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes aren't so sure. Yep. Uh, he's always sure. Well, he knows what he's doing. That's great. Yeah, it is. I love it's that. It's a great advantage. It's a great advantage. Well, and plus, and plus, and not many people have that advantage. No, and you don't come off as an a hole. Then you, no. you, you come off as appearing to know exactly what you're doing. Yes, which I appreciate. The rival coach is Kevin Hambly. He won the national championship two in a row with Stanford. Tall, just like he's a, and he and Ian McCutcheon, both a lot of international experience, and he was the best man at McCutcheon's wedding. So they're really close. But Hamley was like running on the court on the fourth point of the match to demand a review and never sat down basically the whole time. And I didn't see McCutcheon get off his chair except during timeouts that were all called by Hamley. Hamley, you get two a match, two a set. Hamley called all six of his. McCutcheon never called one. Really? Set. And the, <laughs> the thing about him is if he stands up, the players go, Oh, oh what they do, <laughs> you know? Because yep. you know? if he if it stands up, it's uh, it's to make a point, not just a, you know. So he's yeah, not Tibbs like is what you're saying. I really like him. He's only he's not not that I think early fifties. Really, you know? I think he's. Uh, I, I'll have to look again, but uh, New Zealander of all things, you know, which is that makes him more cool. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, and. Uh, just uh, really sure of himself, and by far Joel Maturi's best hire in his ten years here. Mm-hmm. Hired him, and they—I looked it up. They'd hired him in February 2011, not knowing when he would start because he was coaching the Olympic team in 2012 and the, the women's team in Brazil. So, in 2012, so yeah. They uh, probably, uh, they'll be underdogs against Baylor, and if they win, they'll be big underdogs against Wisconsin. But uh, they're always good over there, and they fill them with a pavilion, and they, you know, they probably lose much less money than most of the other women's teams over there. Oh, I'm sure they do. And how about 7-0 for Ben? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to apologize for your rant about the fact that that his core players are playing too much, the minutes police are going to have to just <laughs> yes, step away and, and accept the fact. Well, now one of their guys, Sutherland, yeah, like their first ace, the bench. ace reliever, that first guy ace the bench, reliever, yeah. he's hurt. Yes. What are they going to do? I think they played every starter. Well, they, they played somebody 40 minutes, and they played the rest <laughs> of them like 38. Poor Eric Curry. Oh, Eric Curry, it's Curry incredible. Said, Eric Curry says... All right, I'll come back, but don't work me too hard. <laughs> Eric Curry is 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 like the the film Cocoon, yes. where the old people find the fountain of youth. Yes. Eric Curry has now found a fountain of youth that didn't exist. Well, it's uh, I turned it on yesterday, 
to see how bad they were getting beat. And they were ahead 16 to 2. <laughs> I know. 16 and that was a good team, right? That was a pretty they good were, team. They'd that only point. lost one. Ben Howland, the old UCLA guy, is the coach there. And they're a tournament team. And stuff they got like Michigan that. State on Wednesday. And not a great Michigan State yep. team, but they will defend. These guys look like they're plucky, though, Pat. I give them credit. Yeah. Patriots. I thought they'd be awful. Oh, I did too. They had a they had a couple awful games when they were playing the right team, but what the hell? It's fun. Mm-hmm. Better than they might have some people there to you know they if they were as bad as everybody thought they were going to be. They would have about five thousand. I need to see you at the X. We got the, we're I, on fire, I had, baby. I had committed to being at the X for the Edmonton game until I found out it was in Edmonton. <laughs> Okay, we need I to said, work okay. with you on your wild scheduling now. Yes, now I that do. this team I is red hot, I said, I looked and I said, okay, I got to get over there, and yep. I was going to go Tuesday, and then I said, well, I better look at that. Well, it's be a long drive it's at Edmonton. Yeah, it would be a long drive. They're unbelievable. Toronto on Saturday is one of the one of the best regular season games I've seen there in ages. Ah, uh, we gave up. This team is so good. It doesn't matter. They can urinate away a three all lead yep. and still win. You want them to rally? They'll rally. And the Do Russian, you want them to take a lead and blow the Russian blow and that we were so concerned about. You know, I heard Dan Cole talk, and I thought he was fatter than me. Listening to Cole talk about Kaprizov, but he was too fat, right? When he wasn't scoring any goals. Now he's oh, he's on fire. Yeah, he's just. Yeah, it does. Yeah. great. It's Fiala you know, has three goals, and they're still one of the best teams in the league. Oh, unbelievable! Well, they're running away. They're running away you, with the rugged whatever the hell central our division. division is. You need to get over there because you're Mister Puck. I was going to go Tuesday until I found out that it's in Edmonton, and I'm just not flying up there for the games. So. Next home game is when Declan. They're next gone home game, for a week, right? They yeah, the four games. Yep, they're back next next week, right? Yeah, I have to go. I do have. To, I, I was gonna. I had the best intentions until I found out the the uh, they were not here. That, that was the end of the homestand. The next step is to find out the <laughs> home and away schedule, yes. so we can actually prepare for the. Yes, team. that's true. That's true. All right. All right. We'll uh, talk to you. Very. Uh, it was a very entertaining day in uh, Minnesota sports yesterday. The Vikings figured out how to lose to the Lions and Tony and Cott getting in the Hall of Fame. Fantastic Sunday. Sunday to be remembered for two reasons. Yes, it is. If you have questions about your retirement savings, do what I did and work with a person that knows what the heck is going on. Uh, Work with Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. My guy, Josh, will give you straight talk and not sugar-coated advice. Learn how you can benefit from Josh's focused approach by setting up your own no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to review your investments. Call Josh now, 952-925-5608. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for 2 Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. 
and take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.